0: Embark on a journey with us where resilience meets opportunity. This is The Dirt Road to Success. Hi, I'm Skip Colvin with Dirt Road to Success. Welcome back. Today's show is really over faith in politics. And we have Christian Collins here with us today. Looking forward to talking to him about, you know, where he's been, his journey, and then maybe where he's going. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, his history uh, his education, um, some of the things that he's doing now with with great opportunities in politics. But specifically, we're going to talk about his biblical worldview and how it shapes the way he makes decisions. So good afternoon, uh, Christian. Glad to have you on the show.
1: Well, Skip, thank you so
0: much for having
1: me on. It's an honor to be with you.
0: I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So let me tell you a little bit about Dirt Road to Success so you can kind of understand the premise. So I started writing this book around these three topics, faith, family, and work. Obviously your faith is very important to you. And then your work is, is politics or being in the political arena. So this really works in, in two different aspects, but the the whole premise of dirt road to success is this journey or this pathway that we go down that are sometimes a lot of struggles or potholes, as you will, um, that we go through to get to where we're going success dirt road to success. Success is not a destination. It's a journey. It's, it's something that we're always striving for. If we think we've arrived, we really haven't arrived, if you know what I mean. Right. But the reality is, is I want to talk to uh, people like yourself about their story, about right. how they overcame challenges, how they came over, overcame opportunities that were maybe stumbling blocks in their way to get them to where they want to go. Now you have a vision, and we're going to talk in a little bit about how we met face to face, which I, th- I thought was pretty ironic, but, but you have a vision and, and the vision is really shaping and changing or or maybe helping the way our youth and other people view politics and uh, the way this country's run. But before we get into that, I want you to talk a little bit about your history, your education, what shapes you as far as a biblical worldview, and then I want to talk about what you're doing now to kind of shape that future. So go ahead.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me on. I grew up in a pastor's home. My dad is an awesome man of God and I've always looked up to him. So uh, through his encouragement uh, through the years that's meant so much and my family's prayers, it's kept me on the straight and narrow. Um, I, you know, growing up, I uh, was a. We had five kids in the family, oh. so I was the oldest of five. Oldest of five, most yeah. most uh, mature. Well, I I think so. But, okay, uh, all right, yeah. And I had to work hard. Uh, <laughs> I had to work really hard. Um, you know, we were a missionary family, and so I worked two jobs through high school and college and grad school. I got my undergrad at the University of Texas at Austin. I got my master's at Liberty University, and I got two master's degrees. <sighs> And uh, Liberty
0: just played in their, was it their first bowl game? Yeah, unfortunately yeah. they oh. lost, but. It was rough, but man, I was just happy to see them
1: there. They're moving on up. You know, yeah. just like Notre Dame is to Catholics, Liberty is becoming that to evangelicals. That's it's, right. It's a great, awesome university. Yep. So I'm glad to hear you went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, well, my first degree was in communication. I've used that to teach at Lone Star College for about 10 years. Okay. The second degree is in Christian ministry, and uh, I've, through a number of capacities, I've felt like I've. I've I've enjoyed that degree, so Mm -hmm. it's been great. So, you you mentioned your dad was a missionary.
0: Um, Was your dad international missionary or domestic missionary?
1: Well, they were missionaries to Norway. Oh, really? Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, do you remember that? Was that before you? I mean, did you live over there at any given time? So, uh, we lived there for two different stints. Okay. And so, about total, about five years. And, and I did get to be over there for some time. And okay. And it was a great learning experience. Uh, Norway is a beautiful country. I did not know that. That's yeah. fascinating. Tell me about Norway. Well, uh, Norway is a country that, I mean, there's, if you like, you know how beautiful Arkansas can be, mm-hmm, right? Right. Well, Norway has amazing, beautiful mountains it's it's so beautiful the water pristine um that the food is just delicious Uh, people there are are just you know very awesome that that i've gotten to come into contact with i went and visited again last year so okay yeah so do you go back very often i hadn't been back in over 20 years but i i I went back last year and it was a great experience and uh, my mom is 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 norwegian and so Um, Okay. Norwegian, Icelandic, and my parents were missionaries there. And so... So Iceland also? Yeah. Yeah. So my great... My grandmother is Norwegian and my grandfather was... uh, My grandmother was Icelandic. My grandfather was Norwegian. And so I got to go to Norway and, you know, and see his side of the family and and learn all about their history, which was really neat. But I digress. But... um, No, that's fascinating. I mean,
0: I, you know, I'm just kind of learning about my family history. So you talking about that just kind of gives me kind of excited that you know you you understand you got to meet your grandfather you got to hear the history of the where his family came from so oh, yeah
1: that's pretty powerful well i grew up playing football american football mm-hmm. you know i played in high school and yeah it, there they play soccer they call it football as well sure. and you know i got to go to my grandfather's hometown uh and i got to see the 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 soccer team play there and the and the, the, the the song that the, the town song that they all sung together and yeah. in fired up these people were just to go hear this see the soccer team it's it's pretty interesting it's kind of like texas football yeah but soccer oh yeah they they get into it
0: patriotism and patriotism honor and all this stuff you know like you you go to the high schools here in texas and it's like a college stadium for most states
1: yeah Yeah, the the town was called Frederickstadt, and so they're People there are more fired up about Frederick style than they are about Norway, you know. It's <laughs> that's it's, good. It's, that's it's good. interesting. So yeah. it was it was so cool to learn. So missionary kid. Uh, missionary right? kid. Preacher kid. Preacher kid, okay. they pastored church here in Texas. Okay.
0: Number five or number one of five. Right. Okay. So probably had to take care of some siblings. Uh you worked two jobs through high school. Welcome to that club too. And then you work two jobs through college. Welcome to that club too. So, you yeah, know, I'm 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 happy that which tells me a lot about who you are right okay um and I, and I'm saying this unscripted okay right. so I, I mean just just so everybody knows this listing, it's totally unscripted I got a great deal of respect for people who work their way through school okay um and and for you kids listening mom and dad do not owe you an education outside of high school okay <laughs> you graduate you want to go to college find a way to make it happen um parents if you can afford to do it great but it's not mandatory, right? Because I worked my way through school, you
1: worked your way through school. And so I'm super, super excited to hear more about that. Well, you know, it, everything that this podcast is about, you know, dirt road to success, obviously, and it, it entails a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the way I was, I was always a scrapper and resourceful. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, and Getting off that note and talking about my faith, though, um, for a time, even though I grew up in a pastor's home, I found myself, when I went off to college, agnostic, as well as thinking that I would vote Democrat for Barack Obama. I did not vote Democrat for Barack Obama. My dad turned me on to the great Rush Limbaugh, and he's the reason why I'm a conservative today. So oh my gosh yes. i love it, it I, mean, I didn't know we were going there but i'm i'm, I'm, I'm it, it, happy well, about it that, helped so. me so much it got me on the right path yeah. and um so here i was in college and i was a conservative now my my junior year of college but i still did not uh, have a i was not following god and and okay. I, but i was kind of like too bad for the good kids and too good for the bad kids yeah thinking that i was agnostic and so
0: you really didn't fit in well
1: not not totally yeah. um and i um read lee strobel's book a case for christ and yeah. that helped loosen me up from the apologetic side but it was also an experience that i had at church um worshiping that that helped me realize you know it was a it was a heart thing you know more than it was a head thing and it you know and, and in that moment i decided in my heart that i would i would follow jesus and um, that was a turning point for now me. You're junior in college junior well it was between my junior and senior year of okay. school. So I was around okay. 21, 22 years old. Yeah. yeah, And I just turned my life over to Christ. And so it was an amazing, great thing for me. Only thing was, I didn't know if I would do anything with politics anymore. I'd been majoring in government. I wanted to go into politics. I debated mm-hmm. for college Republicans. And then I thought, well, you know, I was so heavenly minded almost. I was no earthly good. So I thought, eh, I don't want to do anything with politics. I want to go into ministry like my father. Mm-hmm. And it was at that time, my dad, uh, encouraged me and he said, you know, you've been giving yourself to this politics for so long, you know, just continue down the path you're going on. And cause I was thinking I was going to go to seminary. And he said, if you want to go to seminary later, you can, but you know, there's a lot of ways to be a minister and to serve Christ. Mm. And so vocationally, um, you know, I, I didn't end up becoming a pastor. I, I continued down the path that I was working going on and, um, eventually i wound up working with senator cruz and traveling with his father reverend rafael cruz and rafael cruz we spent hundreds of hours together uh, traveling and he would speak at churches he would speak at political groups and it was ted cruz's father um, that that really helped me connect my faith in politics he helped me see that you know politics can be a ministry
0: I, I, you know, I'm really glad you
1: said that. You know, um, one of
0: our other guests, Dr. Dave Anderson, which you know as well, and we talked about our callings. And yeah. <clears throat> I think, um, I think we all have been given specific gifts from God, and and once we find what those are, uh, and we talked about it a little bit, but once we find what those are, it doesn't feel like a job. Right. You don't have to. You do it because you love it. Right. And and you know the whole the whole premise of this show is really talking about. Faith in politics, right? And um, uh, which is really kind of what we're talking about. And you're right, Um, Pastor Cruz. You got a chance to be mentored, and he invested in you. I'm sure. But the idea was, you can you can be a believer, you can follow Christ, you can be in ministry, and still be in politics because it's service, right? It's service to others, right? That's the whole idea of politics to begin with is a service. Yeah. What what I feel like, and we can get into this in a whole other show or we can get into it now, but what I feel like is we have too many politicians that are no longer about service. They're all about self. And and we lose that connection. And so what's important for our audience to hear is your passion about your biblical worldview, but also your passion to serve constituents. And so when you say that, it just this light bulb goes off that yeah, you learned from Pastor Cruz, Ted Cruz's dad, that, yeah, you can be in ministry and you can be in politics and they can be one and the same because our ministry is where we are. Right. I mean, uh, one of the things that Dave Anderson said earlier is the great commission is not stay in these four walls behind a desk or behind a TV, but to go. Yeah. Well, you can't go if you stay in one spot. Right. So you as a politician and impacting all the people that you have come in contact with. Um, you, that is part of your ministry. You serve and you show them, yes, I can be a politician. I can serve my constituents and I can still put God first. Amen. I mean that, that, I don't know. I mean, that, that should be your slogan next time you run. Right. But anyway, go ahead. You, you, so he taught you how to be in politics, but also be in the ministry.
1: Well, and he he taught me how to view politics as a ministry, Mm -hmm. you you know, because if we do it in that way, I mean, you in banking and business, um, anyone who views their work as a ministry, you know, if you're going to do it for that purpose, to honor God and to serve others through that, you're going to be able to make a much bigger bigger difference. You'll find purpose in your work uh, that's beyond just making a paycheck. That's beyond just um, the day-to-day grind of, whatever it is you're doing you know the tasks or whatever but if you do everything that you do under the lord and 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 for the purpose of serving him you'll be so much more fulfilled and that's that's the nature of of being a christian you know in in every sphere of society Mm -hmm. whether it be entertainment business medicine law enforcement you know our our veterans whatever uh if, if you know we are to be salt and light every arena. And in one of the groups, I don't often tell this, but one of the groups that um, helped me see it that way as well, you know, that I think about it is summit worldview ministries. I went through summit and uh, I w- later worked there for a summer. And um, this ministry in Colorado was, you know, very, it's called summit worldview, worldview ministries. ministries. Okay. Uh-huh. You go there for two weeks, you climb Pike's peak, you eat good food. Okay. You I meet a Pike bunch peak. of other people from around the country. Um, it's near kind of, you know, near fo- focus on the family. We got to mm-hmm. visit focus in yeah. the family. right up North, not uh-huh. by the black forest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And at the time, David Noble was leading it. Now there's another guy, but anyway, um, every area of society, we need Christians and, and, and not just in vocational ministry, but in every area of society, we need Christians being salt and light. And th- that yeah. is my worldview, um, and how I approach you know everything that i do and i i seek to honor god and and all of it and doing work in that way um, brings me so much more fulfillment so yeah. yeah you
0: know uh my wife and i did a study of henry black and be experiencing god yeah and one of the things obviously there's a lot of great stuff in that study and and i'm not plugging it, i'm just saying that was a great study but um, one of the things he said is find where god is working uh-huh. and go get involved yeah go there don't don't sit back and say man I want to want to serve in ministry I want to serve in ministry from my lazy boy no you serve in ministry where the action is and it sounds like that's what you did you said hey you know you went to this this uh summer event in Colorado and this light bulb goes off and says look i I want to serve in ministry but I got to go get involved yeah and I, I liken it to this and um, and I tease a lot. I, I love the game of football. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely love the game of football. Um, and I will tell you, I was guard and tackle on our team. I guarded the water and tackled anybody got close to it. I was not very good. Okay. I had no talent. I mean, I could run like the wind, but I had no talent. So I didn't ever get a chance to play football. I mean, unless it was special teams, third string, a fourth string practice, right. you know what I mean? It was, right. you know, but, but, but so I always love watching the game of football. Right. right. But, but what we're talking about is getting off the bench and getting in the game. Right. And regardless of what role you play on the football field or whatever field you're playing, get in the game. Yeah. Get in the game and serve. And that's what, you know, Dave and I were talking about too is that um, you know, our, our objective, our goal, our focus, our purpose is glorifying God. Right. Spreading the gospel. And and look, I'm I'm a I'm a, a fallen down sinner every day right but my assurance of my salvation gives me the strength to know i just get up every day and do it all over again and try to get one percent better every day yeah that's the focus so let's recap go to school work your way through school you get your masters um you're learning all the things that you need to do light bulb goes off my ministry is my politics Pick up where we left off there.
1: Yeah. You know, I, uh, uh, so later on, um, after a couple of other roles, I started Texas Youth Summit. And, Texas Youth Summit. Uh huh. Okay. And I had been doing college ministry at Lone Star College while I was working full time in politics. And, but I was, I was teaching at the college. That was my education hat. Then I was doing an extracurricular. I started a campus college ministry, kind Mm -hmm. of like Campus Crusade for Christ. We called it something else. Yeah. But that was my ministry hat. And then I was, you know, working full time in politics. So there were three separate things. Yeah. 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 A little busy. Yeah. Yeah. There were three separate things. Um, And when I started Texas Youth Summit, it really combined, you know, ministry, education, and politics, and into one vehicle where we can bring in young people, educate them on Judeo-Christian and conservative values. Mm Hmm principles of limited government, fiscal responsibility, freedom, American exceptionalism, the Judeo-Christian values our country was founded on, all those things. So um, it was, it's was it been incredible. I started it in 2019, and every year it's grown. We've had the biggest speakers in the country come.
0: I was just about to ask you, you just had that in Arizona, right? Wasn't it Arizona?
1: Well, I spoke at another conference. Okay. I spoke at the Turning Point USA conference, and, okay. um, you know, Charlie... Kirk has yeah. spoken at our conference and I've been blessed to speak at his. And so. Okay. Um, so your last youth summit, when, when was it? That was last September. Okay. Uh-huh. And where was that located? That was here in the in Montgomery County okay. at the Woodlands Marriott. So, okay. Yeah. And who were your guest speakers? You said Charlie Kirk was one. Uh-huh. Donald Trump Jr. Kimberly Guilfoyle. Oh, we, wow. Yeah. We had a uh, lot who's of his who? Riley Gaines. Yeah. Um, Riley, that's the swimmer that. Yeah. 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 Park. Okay. Um, we had many members of Congress that were supposed to be there, but the government was at risk of shutting down. But we uh, had okay. Byron Donalds, uh, yeah. Corey Mills, Wesley Hunt, uh, Troy Nels, some of those members of yeah. Congress that are.
0: Um, I mean just that that's America First who. leaders. Yeah.
1: That's the who's who. Yeah, they were supposed to be there, but because of how how many attended uh, a youth summit like that? What what does that look like? Yeah, we we've averaged uh, fifteen hundred to two thousand every. Every time, wow. you know, for the last, you know, you know, and, we've, and that's just from Texas. Well, we have people that come from California okay. and Canada. We've had people oh, wow. come from all over, but really, well, we're, it's called the Texas Youth Summit. So mm-hmm. we're, we're targeting, you know, the Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Austin markets, mm-hmm. and, you know, working to get youth to come and be a part. And
0: and, it, and it's really about the education of the youth on politics. what What else? Constitution. Faith, yeah, a little bit of everything,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. So it, well, we want them to have the right foundation. We, I know personally, my my um, my worldview wasn't built on the firm foundation; it was built on the sand. And and so, I learned when I went up to college. You know, I was kind of swept yeah. away with bad bad doctrine, bad ideology, yeah. and um, yeah, that's how I became agnostic and so Let's forth. Let's unpack so. that just a little bit. You know, you see what's
0: going on in these colleges mm-hmm. um, across the nation, and I'm not talking about the Harvard thing. I'm just, I'm just talking about the, um, what what I call the manipulation or the falsehood of what is being taught in colleges, as far as our history is concerned. You know, the right and wrong. Um, what is your view of what's going on across the nation with colleges? Not, I'm not talking about high school. I'm specifically talking about colleges.
1: Well. It's unfortunate what's happened with our colleges and universities. I mean, they've become liberal cesspools, you have, you know, liberal presidents, you have liberal deans, you have liberal department chairs, and then they hire liberal professors who get tenure, Mm -hmm. who, you know, teach and indoctrinate your kids to become radical leftist America hating atheists. Mm -hmm. And That's not really why you sent them to college. You sent them to college because you thought you were going to give them a good education to compete in, in in a global economy to support America's workforce, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to provide for their families one day. You didn't know that you'd be creating a liberal activist with your hard earned dollars. And I think
0: the challenge with that too, um, and, and not, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but think about what you just said. You've got presidents of colleges, you've got deans, you've got, tenured professors that are all one way. Right. And if there's an opposing view of a student to that way, then that student is then what, what do they do? They ostracize them. They try to manipulate them. Um, You know, I've heard of stories and, you know, I won't get into all of them here, but where the teachers and professors have, Hey, if you don't believe this certain way, you're not getting this grade.
1: They're pushing a woke agenda. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, stay in line with that woke agenda, yeah, sometimes you are ostracized as a student. Um, But we want our students to push back on, you know, these wrong ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that when I was a student, I pushed back on one of my professors who was basically implying that all Republicans are racist and there's only white people that are Republican. He was just making these generalizations in class and it was 200 people in my class I remember this moment distinctly and so my junior year I stood up and challenged him on that basis and I think he got a little red in the face and but I was polite but I said that it, he was wrong and afterward I sent him some emails and showed him you know I told him and showed some examples of why I thought he was wrong and you know, long story short, we, we ended up connecting and I spent more time in his class and he wrote me a letter of recommendation to yeah. grad school. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's well, good. so I, I've taught students that you can be as Ronald Reagan referred to as a happy warrior and you can challenge people. You can stand up for what's right with a smile on your face. Yeah. Happy yeah. warrior. You know, you well, can be firm and still be But uh, what you're gracious. thinking about
0: is, is a rarity. What What you're talking about is a rarity. Yeah. Because what you just said is you thought for yourself. Yeah. And the challenge I feel like, and, and maybe I'm wrong. I've been out of college a long time, right? But um, I feel like that some universities are not teaching their students to think for themselves. They're thinking them. They're they're teaching them to think like they want them to think.
1: Yeah. yeah, and that's
0: that's unhealthy for the future of America. When we have people, you go back two generations, and man, you know the brilliance of a lot of these people. I think about Dave Anderson that was in this. You know, in the podcast earlier, brilliant guy, right? These guys know how to think for themselves. These ladies know how to think for themselves. And they don't rely on, they trust but verify, is yeah. what uh, I believe uh, Reagan would say. Trust but verify. And and that's the reality. Right. You know, you, you've got to have people that think for themselves. Uh, future entrepreneurs, future politicians, future educators. They have to be able to think for themselves and be independent of what people are telling them. Trust but verify. Right. You no. Know? Um, where do you see this going with the education? What What would have to happen in order for that education in the colleges to change? And I I'm I'm going somewhere with this question.
1: Well, I think more schools like Hillsdale or schools like Liberty university mm-hmm. uh, need to be popping up around the country where you can go and have a conservative or Christian con- education. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, one of those schools is funded by the government. One of them is not. Um, but I think the schools need to be stripped of their funding. If they're pushing woke ideology and in, in diversity, equity and inclusion policies, DEI policies, um, because they're in many states now, it's that's against the rules. That's against the law. Um, you know, where, like in Florida, for example, DeSantis has been very tough on that. Mm. Um, Abbott's getting a lot tougher on this here in Texas. And, you know, these schools do not need to be pushing partisanship. They do not need to be pushing liberal ideology. Uh, there needs to be um, a reckoning with these universities so that if they are pushing this stuff, they're gonna to have to pay for it. And I mean, it's so ridiculous what's happened at Harvard, for example, with mm-hmm. those pro Hamas riots and you have the former president of that university didn't do anything to stand up for what was right and just continued to let it happen. And some of her statements were just absolutely abhorrent when she testified before Congress. So, mm-hmm. Um, that's what's happening throughout our country is you have these very anti-semitic racist people uh, in charge and they hate white people, they hate Jewish people. Um, you know and well they,
0: they they also hate anybody who disagrees with them.
1: They hate Christian people and they want to overthrow Western civilization. Yeah. that's that's basically what that is.
0: This is such a difficult topic. To, to delve into because there's so many aspects of it. But but it's a fundamental, okay, so think about it this way, and I'll, I'll back up and say it a little different way, but um, it's okay for them to do what they want to do and infringe upon our rights. But when we try to exercise our rights, then that's when they scream, we're the racist. And I'm saying we as being people who do not d- agree with them. and And that's the difficult position. Uh, because it's it's one or one to three percent of the people in America are driving the narrative for America yeah and and I I believe that we we have people and, and I'm not talking about right or left I'm not talking I'm talking about I'm not talking about libertarian I'm talking about people who believe in the rights and freedoms of all people right and yet some people's freedoms are being infringed upon because of the way other people's are, are acting and that's okay with them. But if you try to infringe upon their rights, then they scream to the heavens. Right. And, and I, I, it goes back to, um, the Hamas protest, you know, the support of Hamas killing innocent people in Israel. Nowhere in this world should we support that. Yeah. The, and I don't believe that in the education system that they've educated them enough to know what they're actually supporting. So. I'll give you an example. October seventh happens. You have you have Hamas going to these villages, um, and I think they're called Shabuts. But they go into these villages, and they're killing innocent people. They're killing the elderly. They're killing the disabled. They're killing babies. At what point? At what? Not in war. These people weren't armed. Um, th- this was just a savagery, genocide. So, yeah, genocide. Absolutely. But now, all of a sudden, because Israel wants to strike back, oh, now Israel's the bad guy. And I'm at what point, if this was their family, if somebody went into their home and killed their family, they would be screaming for justice to the loudest extent that they could. But, but it's over here. It's out of mind. It's out of sight. And they don't actually understand the geopolitical situation over there because history in a lot of instances has been erased. It's not taught. It's taken out of the textbooks. And there are,
1: there are people who deny the Holocaust. And yeah. How do you deny the Holocaust? There are museums everywhere that illustrate and display what happened there. So it's pretty clear, right? Um, it's disgusting. And you have in our country and in many of the Western, uh, cities around the world, you have them these people in many cases who have come there illegally um, yelling phrases like from the river to the sea. Mm-hmm. From the river to the sea. And that's not means just what Because just, a lot of people don't want it, to. It's not just the obliteration of the nation of Israel. It's the extermination, extermination of the Jewish extermination
0: people. of the Jewish people, period. Exactly. That's right. That's right. And, and here's the, the challenge is mainstream media and you know who you are. Do not want to show that. Yeah. They don't want to. They don't want the facts. They just want their narrative, and and that's exactly what that means.
1: Yeah, I I was so blessed to be a part of a group called um, uh, Christians United for Israel, and I've gone to some of their conferences. And you know, I support uh, Pastor Hagee's uh, you know view of Israel. Um, we we have to protect um, the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And I believe that uh, God has a special place for the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. And as Christians, we should support um, Israel. Yeah, and, I agree. Um, I, agree. I, I think that's a no brainer. I think that's not up for debate.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, which brings me to another comment, which I want to talk about how we actually met, yeah. uh, which I find to be very unique. Um, you know, your, your name had been mentioned to me in several circles when we started the podcast. Dirt Road to Success, mainly because of kind of your history, where you are, where, you're, where you've where you been, and where you're headed. Um, your story's great. Your your narrative is great. Your your biblical worldview is great. So, you know, I'd, I'd heard your name in a couple of circles and, and that I needed to be talking to you. And then, um, you know, of course, I knew you were running for or Congress in my district, and, you know, I knew all that kind of scenario. And Senator Jason Rayford, who founded National Association of Christian Lawmakers, uh, which is a fantastic organization. It's a really a collaborative effort of lawmakers, both sides of the aisle. It's, it's not a Democrat. It's not a Republican. It is a, it's both sides of the aisle, lawmakers who are focused on biblical decisions in their legislation. Okay. Creating legislation that protects the sanctity of life, um, the, the freedoms that we have as inal- inalienable rights, uh, the the things that we've been given to in the Constitution, the First Amendment, Second Amendment, such and such, you know. So anyway, so uh, Senator Rayford's a friend of mine, and, and he invited me to go to D.C. and, you know, just kind of attend the event and go to the board meeting, kind of understand what they're all about. And I remember sitting, it was a break, and it was before the evening deal, and I'm sitting out there talking to some representatives from Michigan, I believe they were, and we're just kind of talking, just waiting for the evening event. And this guy walks up um and he's pulling his bag so you know he just kind of flew in and which you you can talk a little bit about that and you sit down and you say your name and say hey hey i i know you and you're looking at me like what and and so then i talk about hey I'm, i'm i'm working with this group we're doing the podcast this is who told me about you and obviously i knew about your election stuff and uh and then we just started talking it was just like wow we're from the same area just a few miles apart, really, uh, same county. We're supposed to be talking on a podcast. We Already people are talking, I need to get you on. Um, and then here we are. We're yeah. meeting in Washington, D.C., never met each other,
1: and we're about 10 feet apart. It's crazy. And um, I do believe in divine appointments, you know.
0: Absolutely. God Absolutely. has a
1: plan, and if you're following his will to the best of your ability, and mm-hmm. and uh, he can put people in your life, you know, in, in, any, in any way. And um, that was really neat that, You know, even though we both lived in Montgomery County, we met each other in D.C. Yeah. And that organization.
0: In the same little break area where the coffee shop was. Yeah. Which, look, that whole museum, you could have been anywhere.
1: Right. Yeah. And the National Association of Christian Leaders, um, that event, I was invited to it by a friend of mine who's a state rep here in Texas. And it was really a last minute decision. I hadn't planned on going and I just decided to go and voila. Voila, you
0: know? well, ah, here we are. Yeah. Right. You know, in and thinking through what you're talking about and, and how politics could be your ministry, you know, really NACL, um, that's kind of what their whole premise is, is that as lawmakers, um, as people who serve in 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 those positions, it is their ministry. And, you know, one of the initiative initiatives that they had on the agenda for the board meeting, you know, was talking about um, you know, sanctity of life yeah, and um, some of the other things they talked about were just are really important issues from a biblical worldview um, and, and I was excited to see that and there was a lot of people, right? There's a lot of people in that event, uh, you know, Speaker of the House uh, came and spoke that evening, they had some great um, other speakers that were on there, I think Patriot Mobile was one of the sponsors for the event and no I'm not getting paid, I'm just kind of letting you know who was kind of involved. Uh, but what was very interesting is just the attitude of all the people now I saw because I now follow you on Instagram uh, Mr. Christian Collins I saw you jump over there and get your picture made with a speaker I, I I was on the way and they said oh no 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 more photos and I'm like, oh
1: man I can't get my my picture made with him well the the most important thing wasn't getting the picture it was actually making the connection and getting mm-hmm. a phone number you know yeah oh there so, you go so there you go so whenever I you know connect with people, I'm, I'm actually just the opposite. You know, my goal is, is never to, um, is never to, uh, just get a picture. It's, it's to make a connection. Yeah. You know, and I like him a lot and I, I've been praying for him and he's done such a great job and, and, um, you know, it was really neat to, um, how he just got into office in the first place. I mean, it was kind of a terrible process for a lot of people, but he got there eventually and they they picked the right guy and it was just awesome that, you know, um, God sets up and tears down Kings. So, so really I just wanted to congratulate him and thank him.
0: Well, there's, there's two things that you said there that I think is important. One that you're praying for him and we, as a nation need to pray for our speaker, but we, as a nation need to pray for all of our government officials. Um, pray that God instills in them the wisdom to make the right choices. Um, we, we do see wrong choices being made according to our world, biblical worldview. But at the same time, we need to pray for all of them, right. and that's what God calls us to do, and that's that's what His Word says, and so we should. Um, but more importantly, He does have some difficult decisions ahead of Him. His path was unorthodox, right, to get to where he got. And and I and you go back to divine appointments. Uh, I'm I believe that that was a divine appointment. Yeah. And you know I don't I don't get into all the other nuances that happen, and I don't pretend to understand. Nor will we ever really know everything that went
1: on, but there's a reason why he is where he is. Right, right. Well, yeah. I've learned, you know, it's those little short conversations that you have right before you take a picture with someone where they form an impression of you, mm-hmm. you know, and then they they remember you, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rather than you know sit on my uh, oils and just you know not do anything, you yeah. know, I'm I'm always like a Jacob where I grab the heel. Uh, I'm like a Jerry Falwell. I don't ask for permission. I ask for forgiveness. You know, (laughs) uh, I, I, uh, I'm a heel grabber and I'm, I'm exactly that way. I am always, you know, pushing the envelope, putting myself out there, trying to meet people connecting. Um, you know, and I've really maximized all the opportunities that I've had in my life because, you know, I don't come from a politically connected family, just a humble missionary family. Um, and all the things that I've been able to do in politics has all become because of God's favor, but also because of my willingness to put myself out there. Yeah. And so, um, every speaker that I've ever got to the Texas Youth Summit, they ask, you know, how do you get all these speakers to come to your event? Well, I go there to wherever they are. Yeah. I get their phone number after I meet them. Yeah. Um. And and I don't. And I'm actually usually not like concerned at all with getting a picture with them because, yeah. you know. If the, if the situation calls for it and there's a long line, that's the only way you can meet them, take the picture. Yeah. But if, if if they're in a room and you can connect with them, I don't care about the picture. I care about the, you know, I care about the relationship. The relationship. Yeah. that's and, the, and so, and I've gotten, you the, can get the picture later because you've developed the relationship. Well, you know, when they're on stage with me at the Texas youth summit, yeah. we'll get the picture. You there know, you go. You know, there you go. I like we'll, be, we'll be in the interview and you know, I'll be interviewing them or yeah. something. And then the, we'll have a picture together. So, but, but my point is, you know, every person that I've got to come to the Texas Youth Summit, mm-hmm. it's because I've met them. I got their phone number. I personally texted them and invited them to come. Yeah. But that's how it happens. You know, there's no, you know, there's no magic uh, behind it. You know, yeah. it's just pretty, you know, that's how I meet everyone. Yeah, It is what it is, right? It, it's, it's, but I mean, but I have to have some people skills for them to want to, you know, stay in yeah. contact with me, of course. But, but I mean. But it's God's favor, but it's yeah. it's a willingness to be persistent and put yourself out there and be at the right place at the right time. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I like it.
0: Well, let's let's shift gears a little bit, because let's go back to
1: the Youth Summit. Mm-hmm.
0: What's next? What's next for the Youth Summit?
1: Well, this upcoming year, I want to have big speakers like I always okay. have, and it's yeah. a, always a trick to bring different people. I told yeah. you some of the speakers we had this past sure. year. Sure. Um, we had different speakers the year prior, yeah. you know, so... So who do you want? Who Who would be the
0: biggest name? If you could get them, say it right now. Let's try to get a message to them. Who
1: would it be? Uh, you know, I'm still praying about that. But, okay. I mean, uh, you know, the trick is just to bring somebody different, you know? Mm-hmm. so uh, Somebody that's going to relate to the youth, yeah. to
0: give them a message, to give them a pathway, to give them wisdom, discernment. Right. So if you could pick a person. Come on, I'm putting you on the spot. So you've I, had I,
1: Donald Trump Jr. Well, we're. There's only a couple more people that in the in the business that we, that that's left that I haven't had so I mean, uh, so through deductive thinking, reasoning uh, Joe Rogan uh, he he I don't know that he's really a self-described conservative or okay. that he would come to an event like us. I'm just throwing names Alex Jones um Alex Jones is a great guy I I th- yeah. I think I mean every. Theory that he's put out that people call him a conspiracy theorist has come true. Well, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I he's really that, yeah, ahead he of his time, day. you know, and Tucker. I love Tucker. And I love Tucker. I got to meet him this year and we, oh, you know, did so you really? He's, he's great. Listen, Tucker. I'm really high on Tucker.
0: Yeah, I'm very high on Tucker. Tucker, Youth Summit 2024, Texas. Be there. Okay. I'm just asking. Yeah. I mean, you don't know if you don't ask, right? Right. Um, so who else would you think? What about have, Senator Cruz? I mean, could we've he? We've had him. Okay. Yeah. And he's the.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, um, you know, when I ran for Congress, he mm-hmm. he uh, backed me big time. And, you know, of course, I worked for his team. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure he'll want to be back. MTG? I've had her. Yeah. Gosh. she's endorsed yeah. She endorsed me when I ran for Congress. Who have you she's, not
0: had? Uh,
1: exactly. I, yeah. I've had a lot of great people. I've had Candace Owens. I've oh, had, I love Candace. Uh, Matt Gates. I like Matt. Yeah. yeah just yeah. the list I've had. Allie Beth Stuckey and Kaylee McEnany. and wow. we've had so many great people okay through the years so there's you yeah. know I think you need to get Glenn Beck oh yeah Glenn's I've met him a couple times I Glenn would love Beck youth Summit 2024
0: yeah. Texas be there see I just picked up your two top guys rather Glenn Beck and Tucker Carlson right there yeah 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 you'll have fun with that let's see how that rolls out let's see how that rolls out yeah you know the the in a serious note and I know we've mentioned a lot of names um but we're at extremely pivotal point in our country so picking the right speakers to come in and give the right message one that is uh would resonate with the youth yeah. of the state but not just the state of America right we because cuz this needs to be televised it needs to be published it needs to be out there where people can see here is the messaging here are the facts right here are the beliefs Here's what conservatives believe in. And, and I don't want to say Republicans or, or Democrats or whatever, liberals and all that. Th- th- let's not put those labels on. Conservative, fiduciary, fiduciary conservative individuals who believe that we should, as the government, not be in $34 trillion in debt, yeah. not able to make our interest payments, 11 plus percent is our interest coverage. I mean, you, you the list could go on and on. But... From a fiscally conservative standpoint, how does the country need to run? Now, <clears throat> it's real easy. You mirror that onto your own family. You make X, you don't spend X plus. Okay? Um, if you, you know, you live in a way that does not extend yourself beyond your means. Right. And right now, that's what the country's doing. Right. You know, I mean, you can't run a- $34 a,
1: trillion in debt, it's-
0: With a 1.8 trillion in deficit
1: it's asinine
0: i mean that i don't even understand you know we can't keep going back to the teal so uh one of the things um at nacl we that we talked about was uh what's coming up on the ballot this year in texas you remember that conversation i think so Yeah. yeah yeah about the gold repository you remember
1: that discussion i don't know if i was there for okay, that okay
0: so that may have been in the board meeting so i'm going to save that for another I'll, I'll bring someone else on for that one yeah but yeah. it's a pretty good story pretty good story but um so we talked about your college we talked about the youth summit uh-huh. um tell me about turning point in arizona what was that like being on stage and talking to all those folks and running around with the the uh, th- that group of of people at turning point
1: well it. It, turning point they do a great job and i i like charlie kirk a lot i think he's um, been used by god in a tremendous way mm-hmm. and um and he's extremely smart yeah yeah he's smart and um yeah it was just an honor to speak there mm-hmm. um I, I really enjoyed it and uh it was the arena there was was very big yeah. and
0: been uh, there been
1: to the phoenix it was yeah. phoenix right uh-huh yep yeah the arena was big and just lots of good people there from around the country and mm-hmm. uh, great event and just met um, a lot of good people um that you know i had i got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while and it was yeah. just tremendous I, I think it was great you know um got to be on um gene bailey and flashpoints um really i uh, was on real america voice uh show and, okay um got to connect with some good people there so yeah. just yeah I, I had a great time
0: and and Dinesh was there right he was not.
1: Oh, he but, was not. Okay. Yeah.
0: But did a, I think a birdie told me you were in his movie, Police State.
1: Yeah, I was recently in his movie, Police State. Okay, so tell I, me about I, that. In, in a way, I did become a pastor because in the movie, there's this futuristic scene. Yeah. And I get arrested because I am encouraging people to bow to God and not to government. And mm. um, You
0: know, didn't that just happen in real life? Uh, wasn't it a pastor... They just got arrested for preaching the gospel on the side of the street.
1: That's crazy. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's. Well, there uh, are people in Canada and other places who, you know, didn't want to bow to the woke agenda. Yeah. And, you know, they did get thrown in jail. Uh, And there are people that are being martyred all around the world and Mm -hmm. terrible places who are advancing the gospel and they get. Right. Persecuted for it, but we're not far from that here in America. Just with the way the Biden regime is going mm-hmm. and this futuristic scene I, I get arrested and thrown into a police car and driven off from my church and yeah, you can see um, Brandon Gill yeah. uh, Who is running for Congress um, uh, You know up in Fort Worth area great guy uh, anyway, he's you know taking a, a picture of me as an FBI agent and he's spying on me and and his in his vehicle and so He's Dinesh D'Souza's son-in-law, okay, so okay. Um, he's in the he's in the film too, and, and so it was, it's a really neat scene. Yeah. Um
0: you know, I've not i am not seen that movie, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I will get to it, I promise. Um, but I, I want to watch that. Yeah, uh, because it's worth I, it. I agree with what you're saying. We are very 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 close to that being the case.
1: We got to watch it at Mar-a-Lago, and had a lot of the influencers uh, from around the the country that were there to watch it with us. So. Um, it was a really neat and yeah. I enjoyed uh just that whole ordeal you know oh my it was it was a lot of fun wow so, yeah
0: so uh, i you know I want to kind of jump on the conspiracy bandwagon and uh-huh. the uh, theme of alex Jones here for just a little bit but um because i I've, I've just recently just kind of set the tone here I've just recently gotten into podcast okay and you know probably in the last four to six months, and it was really geared around me trying to finish this book, Christian, um, that I'm working on, D- Dirt Road to Success. And I thought, you know, I need to I need to do a podcast. There's so many people like you and, and Dave and the other guests that I've had on that have so much to add and so much value to give to the listener on where their life is and where it's come from and all the challenges and stuff. And, and, and one of these days I'll get crazy enough to tell my story, but, you know, right now mine is
1: way back burner.
0: I'm, I'm so excited to hear from my guests, but,
1: um, I've seen some great books that, you know, extract, you know, interesting people's stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so whoever it is you want to meet, maybe you go, uh, put yourself out there and, and, you know, ask to interview them this way, or yeah. you could um, just interview them so that you can write down their story in a book and you and in that way, you 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 know you have it written down, and you can sell it later.
0: Right? See, I, I I feel like you're interviewing me now. That's good. I mean, yeah. I, I I need that confidence to do that because that's what you do, and I need to learn that from you. Because yeah, it's not something I really do. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of new at this whole thing.
1: Usually, the anybody that you want to meet is only two or three, maybe four or five. Sometimes it's that much, but sometimes it's fewer contacts away. Yeah, you know, yeah. one of my friends is connected to. Joe Rogan, you know, I mean, okay. I don't have any reason to meet him, but I think yeah. very highly of him. But, you know, yeah. my point being anybody that you want to meet, you know, that you like, that you admire, um, there might be people that would be flattered, you know, to have, you know, you, you know, think so highly of them to want to interview them.
0: Well, it, you know, everybody has a story, right? And, yeah. and I was kind of going off of, you know, where we were kind of going with this thing on this conspiracy. Theory. Alex Jones has got this great story, yeah. right? Um, but, but let's talk about a couple of conspiracy theories. Okay. Obviously the conspiracy theory is the grids going down this year. Um, so what does that look like? Just give it, we're just talking, right? We're just talking. Um, you know, obviously this administration doesn't want to see a 2024 election, uh, with Trump and Biden. Okay. Can't see that being the case. But one what you, of the conspiracy theories is Who do
1: you think is gonna be on the ballot?
0: I think Trump's gonna be on the other ballot. I don't think Biden's gonna be on the Democratic ticket.
1: I do not. Okay. Yeah. Who do you think's gonna be in his stead?
0: You know, Newsom's name keeps coming up. Um Michelle Obama's not gonna be it.
1: I heard from Tucker Carlson, you know, on his show the other day, he said he thinks that the globalists are pushing Nikki Haley. You know, that's To be a Democrat? On be, the Democratic ticket? She is the Democrat choice. You oh, know? yeah. Well, you, you, the war machine. you take her mask off, and every
0: company that you can imagine is supporting her.
1: Yeah. So she's she's backed by the war machine. You know, she's <sighs> backed by the military-industrial yeah. complex, they say. You know, that's so that's his kind of theory that, you know, she is the Democrat choice in a way. You know, yeah. and, they, and the Democrats— Well, are they just came out today,
0: and uh, Obama's former—was it not press secretary, but somebody— just endorsed Nikki and said, "Hey, all the Democrats go vote for Nikki Haley." Yeah, saw it on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. It, well, here's, there's so much craziness going on. So there's a school of thought that if the system goes down, if the grid goes down, you have enough chaos to forego the election. In you know your history, your background. Not to, I'm not baiting you. I'm just sure. I just want your opinion. You know, I don't. I, it's hard to talk to people about subjects like this because they think you've lost your mind, right? <laughs> but look, I, 10 years ago, if you would have said, we're going to go through a time when, um, and, and sorry to some of these states, that, but I believe the 2020 election was different than what it showed. Yeah. Um, on top of that, we went through a crazy pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Um, on top of that, we've seen crazy inflation. We've seen spending go out of control. We've seen a war in Ukraine. We've seen a war in Israel. We've seen a war at our southern border. Ten years ago, if you'd have told me, hey, we're going to have somewhere between four and six million people coming across our southern border illegally every single year, I would have laughed at you. I would have said, no, there's no way. So, so let's throw everything that's logical out the window. Let's throw everything out the window that you don't think could ever happen. And let's think about what could happen. Grid goes down. What does that do to society? Then 72 hours, you're going to have mass chaos. You're going to have people losing their stuff. Like, and I'm saying that in a nice way. It's going to get wild. Um, Food, no food, no water. Grocery stores, right? They're not open. They're no power. Um, no food, no water, because the system's down. So your water system, your municipalities don't work. Electricity's not working, obviously. Probably gas is not working. Okay. Um, so what does work? Starlink on a battery? Cause that's about it. Does direct TV work? You don't have power. You don't have a generator. You don't have power. What happens to society? 72 hours were without power. Go. What do you think?
1: That would be chaos and it would be awful. Um, In in your speculation, based on what you've been listening to with Alex Jones, I hadn't heard that theory, but you think that that's going to happen this year.
0: I'm just saying in general, the conspiracy theories. Yeah.
1: You think that's going to happen this year? I think it'll happen before the election. Wow. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that store food that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, have water and, have a bunker. I don't have a bunker. I don't yeah. have a bunker. Have you know, store up their guns. Yeah. You know, and they're they're ready for something like this. They're growing their own food in some cases. Uh, I do love growing my own food. Vegetables, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And so they're they're um preparing for this moment and they're going to be <laughs> in good shape when things happen. But uh, you know, for a lot of other people they'll be in a in very bad shape. They're well, not going to be prepared. Th-
0: from an election standpoint can you hold an election if you have total mass chaos
1: yeah well you know i don't know what that would look like you know just for the grid to shut off but i i do think that um if if america is further entangled in many wars if china invades taiwan Mm -hmm. you you have you know hezbollah and iran invading israel you have you know russia and you you got iran just sent that new ship to the red sea so there's on many fronts. Yeah, a lot know, of conflict. We're stretched very thin and uh, it's not unthinkable to think that America could be embroiled in, an, in a nuclear war mm-hmm. at some point. And God forbid that that would happen. I don't want that to happen, of course, yeah. nobody does. But just the way that some of the DC politicians and the warmongers are pushing us to you know, poke the bear with Putin Um, the way that they're, you know, just poking their chest out at him. And I think, I think the goal is to, is to, you know, is to find some sort of peaceful solution between Ukraine and Russia. But for some of these DC politicians, even Republicans. Their goal is to overthrow Vladimir Putin and that's their goal. And he has nuclear weapons. And if you push him into a corner, he may feel like he's forced to use them
0: regime change there through the cia should not work stupid (laughs) don't even try
1: i mean every time that they've tried to overthrow a dictator Mm -hmm. it's like pulling out the domino and the whole area collapses look at iraq yeah we spent so much time in iraq yeah what was actually accomplished there yeah that's a
0: great question
1: Uh, i mean i don't know and that's why i'm asking because it's really sad to see how many lives that were lost and how much Further, our country's in debt. Yeah. I mean,
0: and I think, too, I mean, you're on to something here. I mean, it, the, the reality, first thing, let me say this. There weren't, mad, believe, there,
1: there, were, there weren't evidently weapons of mass destruction there. Yeah, no, that's, that was. Evidently, there, there wasn't. Yeah, I mean, that's right,
0: that's right. The, uh, but it, the it,
1: warmongers it, wanted us to go.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, you think about our military, which is by far the greatest military on the planet. Yeah. okay but unfortunately and this is this is so sad I see that our military is disenfranchised in some respects you just saw that letter come out those all those different uh military leaders signing off that the basically the wokeness is gutting it from inside out and yeah. that came out a couple of days ago I think
1: well through the vaccine they've they've purged our military of many yeah. conservatives that's right Those that are not willing to have taken the vaccine, they've gotten rid of the ones they don't want because that's a way that they've, you know, now they're, you know, got all these Democrats in places of authority on the top and they're, and they're, you know, it trickles all the way down. They're trying to have, you know, basically a very partisan leftist military. Yeah.
0: And, And I will tell you this, I love our military. I love our law enforcement. I Absolutely. love our first responders. Absolutely. And and, and so it's
1: the and it's the people that have served our country that have you know <clears throat> fought and bled for our country. We salute them. Absolutely. And, you know, and they don't make the decision whether to go to war or not. You Mm-mm. know, they just when duty called, they answered. That's that right. That was their call. That's right. Um, but there are very stupid people in, in positions of authority uh who are sending them off to war. That's right. And stuff that they do not need to be going to.
0: It's and, it's and a I waste
1: of our, our country's Blood and treasure. Yeah, I think what
0: we've got to do is we've got to take a step back and reassess our priorities. And for me, and this comes back to you, faith in politics, right? You know, if you decide to run for office again and and you are successful in getting into office, you're going to be faced with some very difficult situations like this. Hey, we need to send our military here. We need to send our military there. And it's a challenge When you have people who, like what we talked about, are the warmongers that really in some capacity um, have a vested benefit in that being the case. I I like
1: those that have served in our military that go off to serve in Congress. Um, Generally speaking, I mean, I think they are the status quo. They end up supporting the war machine. and. I, I like those who have served in the military who end up with the worldview of steve bannon mm. um they're america first yeah and america first is key america first is key absolutely and so. cory mills and troy nails mm-hmm. they're they've served in the military they're some very good ones wesley hunt he's very america first very conservative mm-hmm. all those guys are awesome
0: Spe- speaking of military let's let's i want to shift gears I a mean, i'm not trying to get off this, but I want to talk about this before we, before we wrap up. Um, obviously, Morgan Latrell represents our district. Um, former Navy SEAL, yeah, um, served his country um, honorably, and yeah. um, you know I've, I've reached out to his office a couple of times. I'd love to get him on the podcast. Um, n- you know, not so much for this type of discussion, but so that our our uh, viewers can see what what his work is with the VA. Um, I've been kind of following that work and he is really really putting a lot of emphasis on the VA and so I'm very happy about that. Coming from a lot of VA veterans in our family uh, I kind of understand some of the things that were broken and he's trying to fix that so um, uh, you know Congressman Latrell if you're listening or if somebody can get a message love to have you back even your old roommate that was uh, in in the SEAL teams with you guys is telling you hey reach out to me we want to get you on the podcast but I know you ran against him and I'm not going to get into that too much just because, you know, he won one. I think you said he won fair and square, but your opportunity is coming. And, and as a, as a biblical worldview, a, a faith driven person sitting in the seat of politics, I'm excited to see where you go. Thank I'm you excited so to
1: see what your next step is. Thank you for your support. Yep. And, you know, I'm, I'm praying for Morgan uh, to do a great job. And, yep. and so far, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I haven't paid everything paid attention to everything he's done, but I mean, I haven't seen anything that mm-hmm. he's done that was bad. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does really well. And, um, you know, um, you know, God has a plan for him. God has a plan for me. So, yeah, that's um, right.
0: And, you know, I think too, in his position, uh, it, and, and I don't know him, so I'm, I'm prefacing this with this, but I think he's a pretty strong personality. Um, I don't think he's going to get pushed around. And, uh, and that happens a lot to the junior Congress people, you know, they get in an office and they're the junior person. And, uh, uh as he would call it. And, and if I ever get a chance to meet him, I'll say, Hey, how is it being the FNG? You know? Um, because that's what he is, you know, these new guys coming in. and It seems like sometimes they want to kind of steer them and control them. And, and there's one thing for mentoring and teaching the ropes. And there's another one to manipulate and steer you into the direction that he wants somebody to go. And, it, and I've, I've heard of horror stories about that. So. Uh, you know, that's one of the questions I'd like to ask him. Hey, as a junior guy, as the new guy on the block, what surprised you, you know? Uh, what didn't, you know? So, I want to ask some of those questions. But um, back back to your deal. It, we, we talked about Youth Summit. We talked about Turning Point. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say now, if, if you get Tucker Carlson or Glenn Beck, I mean, I, I just want full credit for that, by the way, just, just so you know. So our group is called Texas
1: Youth Summit. Texas Youth Summit. And, yep. and it, TexasYouthSummit.com. Okay. And um, you can learn more about our, our organization. We're mm-hmm. focused solely on Texas. And so, um, yeah. Let me let me pitch this
0: for you just for a minute. Parents. Parents. If you're looking for a place where your youth can get plugged in and be around the right people teaching the right things to give them ammunition, to give them power, to give them a voice, get them involved in the Texas Youth Summit. Get them involved with this group. Send them to those meetings. Get them plugged in. Uh, Parents, you have a choice when you send your child off to college. If you're going to pay for it, your voice is there. Make sure that they're getting the right information the right education and the right influence as my wife always says, and my wife is brilliant. She married me, but the, show me your five friends and I'll show you where <laughs> your influence is. I'll show you where your future is. Right. Think about that. Yeah. Um, and I always say this, keep your bubble small and only let the lucky ones in <laughs> because really that bubble needs to be the people that are truly, truly invested in your success. Right. You know, you can't have people that don't care about you, Christian, that are just wanting to ride coattails and do whatever. They they have to have a vested interest in your success. Um, if they don't have that vested interest, put them outside the bubble. doesn't mean you don't do business with them, but they don't have to be in the bubble. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, hey, I want to thank you for being on the show. I really would like for you to come back once you see what your future holds. Yeah. Uh, definitely if you're going to run for office again, I want to have you on. Oh, I want to talk you. about issues next time on the show. If You can, I'd love to have you back. Thank Um, you. I want to talk about your top five issues, your top five beliefs, things that you say are the foundations of what you would run for on office. Cause I think the people need to know. Yeah. And no matter what office or what, uh, service you're going to be in your ministry. So you, so to speak, whatever that's going to be, I want to be able to help you get where you're going. So. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for what you've done uh, for our community, for our state, and for the nation between Texas Youth Summit and Turning Point and all the other venues and avenues that you've had to to share your voice. You always have
1: a voice here. I look
0: forward to talking to you in the
1: future. It's been an honor. Thank you so much, yeah. Skip, for having me on and look forward to... Uh- Staying connected and doing more together in the future.
0: Sounds great. Hey, click that like button. Click that subscribe button. we got a lot more stuff like this coming. Look forward to seeing you again. uh, For now, we're out.